I'm going to touch on some of the things that I've mentioned many times <clears throat> in church and then with some of the newer things as well that the Lord has showed me. Um, first of all, when God came and He revealed Himself as God uh, in Jesus Christ, He came to reveal Himself as a Father. And, uh, you know, when He revealed Himself as a Father, you know, what does that mean? Because we have got many concepts of Father. Uh, you know, if we even just go and look in the Greek or in Webster's what a father is, a father is someone, um, you know, that is the head of a family. Or the father is someone that is the first in, um, you know, designing something, bringing something forth. Actually, it talks about the one things originate from. We also see God as, or the father as a creator. Uh, but... What God, I believe what God wanted to reveal was not just the fact that He's a creator. It wasn't just that He is almighty, that He is so powerful. That was not what I believe He really wanted to reveal. And when He came in Jesus Christ, He came to reveal Himself as Father in a completely different concept. And um, I do believe that there's two things that really stands out if we look at the writings of the Bible and what Jesus said about Father. A uh, father is, is some, someone that um, it basically talks about the, the one that provides the seed from where something is born. And God came to provide the seed from where we can be born and our lives can be born. So the word father to me, when I think of the word father, and I, I call God my father, my whole concept has changed concerning father. Uh, years ago, I thought of father as um, just a, a word. You know, he's my father God. And, but as I started to realize why God made man, and that God had a family in mind, and that uh, God was in heaven, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that they had an awesome time in heaven, the most blessed family life that you can ever imagine. And then God decided in, and said, listen, let's give somebody else an opportunity to partake in this kind of a life. Um, he did all of that from the perspective of family. And I believe that's why he introduces himself as father. Because the only way in which he can describe his relationship with us is in what we know as a family. And if we think of a healthy family. And you know, many times I was thinking, you know, and, and I believe that because of a wrong concept of a father, um, you know, in our normal, um, you know, family values or the, the way we live in, in this life, a normal concept of family, people don't know who the father is. Um, but I realized that that was a lie. It's not true. Even if you have a wrong, if your father is not good to you, you will find, but you will say, but my dad was not good to me. So wh why do you say your dad wasn't good to you? It's because inside your very DNA, inside your concept of what's right and wrong is written what a good father is like. Amen. That's why you will say, but my dad wasn't good. Because you know by intuition, by nature, by design, the way God made you, by Him speaking into your heart, from your mother's womb, from conception, the Father in His uh, own way speaks to our heart on what a good father looks like and what a good father would do. You know, I, 
this morning when my kids prayed for me, um, you know, all three of them prayed, the, prayed this, and they said, thank you God that I, I don't care where my father is in the world or what he's busy with, I know he loves me. And there was nothing greater. Jy kon nie vir my groter vadersdag geskenk gee as dit nie. Jy weet, my kinders weet, die paat om lief. And you know, the very same thing I feel it is with God. God writes in our very DNA a, a, a thing that says, he, he, he speaks to us in our dreams, visions, passions, emotions, feelings. He speaks something that says, I love you. And that a true father is somebody that would love you unconditionally. That's why we are touched by the story of the prodigal son. Why does the story of the prodigal son bring tears to our eyes? Because our very design knows that that is how a father should be. Yet when it comes to Father God and we take scriptures from the Bible and we want to teach doctrine, we mix these things so up that we, we, we assign things to God that doesn't belong to Him. Now, when, when God came, and when, or when Jesus came and introduced God, He introduced the Father in God. For God is a Father. What that means, and I, and I like the, the definition that the Greek gives, Thai Greek definitions on the word Father there, it says, Father is one who infuses His Spirit into someone, and that governs His thoughts and His actions. So, if we think of Father God, what he does, and this is the way he works, this is the way he gives birth to quality of life in you. He infuses his spirit. Like you would go to a hospital and they'll put a, a needle in your vein and, and put some of that drip in you. In the very same thing, that's what he does. That he, he puts his spirit inside your veins. He, he, you know, every part of you, you know, and I don't know who of you went to this um, body worlds that they had out here, you know, and you go and look at all those little veins, you know, in a, in a human body, and inside our veins, inside of us, He infuses His Spirit into us, that every part of our life comes from His Spirit. Now, I want to explain His Spirit. Uh, you might say, but badly, how can you explain the Holy Spirit? The word spirit means the following. It is a, a principle of life that is so alive that it gives you life. So the Holy Spirit is basically the basic principle from where God functions. Um, so God comes and He takes His principle of life, and His principle of life is the following. God has not come, and He doesn't have a principle of life where He says to you, I give you a life, and then I show you my life as the best kind of life there is, and then you try and copy my life, and then you'll have life. No, God, the Spirit in which God operates, the Spirit by which He creates, is the following. There is only one life, and then He takes this life and donates this life to things that doesn't have life, so that the dead thing can now have the only life that there is. That is the spirit in which God operates. Now, he is called Father because he infuses that spirit into us so that we don't operate anymore from a platform of 
copying God or trying to look at our abilities that we have and find that we work our ability to have quality of life. But where we say we allow His vision, His passion, who He is and what He's done to be infused into us so that that becomes the life from where our very thought is produced. So that means Bertie is not going to think anymore or you are not going to think anymore that you have to obey an outside commandment to have God's quality of life. But you're going to find that who He is gives you new feelings, new, new emotions, new passions, um, you know, from where you do what rises in your heart and from there you have His quality of life. If God made man in his image and in his likeness, it means that we function exactly like him. Exactly like him. Who commanded God to make the universe? Nobody. There was not a higher force that commanded God to make the universe or man. How did God function? God, in His very being, had this family principle by which He lived, where there was a relationship with Him and the Son, with Him and the Holy Spirit. And from that wonderful relationship, He felt to make someone to share His life with. He felt it. It was thought, thoughts that came to His mind. And then when he made man, he made man in exactly the very same likeness and image so that man is now a being that does not have to have an outside commandment to command him what to do, but that he will have an intuitive life that will tell him what to do, which is called the very Spirit of God. And that is what Jesus Christ came to reveal. He came to reveal Father. He didn't come to reveal commandments. He didn't come to reveal obedience. He didn't come to reveal what you must do for God. He came to reveal the Father. He came to reveal someone that will infuse the basic principles on which His life is built, which is incarnation, which is a life that gives birth to feelings and passions and a will from where we live. He came to introduce that so that we can know the Father. That's what He came to do. And I want to read that from um, Matthew 11. And I'm going to read from verse 25 and I'm, I'm reading from the message. It says, Abruptly Jesus broke into prayer. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, you have concealed your ways from sophisticates and know-it-alls, but spelled them out clearly to ordinary people. Yes, Father, that is the way you like to work. So, you know what, what he actually says here, and he, he rebuked some people for not believing in him, and what he was saying is that these people were so sophisticated and they came with their very good rule-keeping system, and they were so into their rule-keeping that they couldn't understand God. Because God is not about rule-keeping. God is about birth and giving life as a free gift. 
Okay, then he, say, he goes on. Jesus res resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. The Father has given me all things to do and say. This is unique father-son operation. Coming out of father-son intimacies and knowledge. Now listen how beautiful this is. It talks about something called father-son intimacies. And we are not exempt from that. Because he's also called our father. You know, Jesus said, my father and your father. Making God the father of us all. Declaring that this father-son intimacies is available for us. And look at the intimacies that Jesus talks about here. Where the, 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 the passion of God is not to tell you what you must do, but to reveal who He really is. And that inspires you to a place where you find His quality of life manifesting in you. No one knows the Son the way the Father does, nor the Father the way the Son does. But I am not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with everyone willing to listen. Now listen to the next verse on what happens and to who, who He invites unto the revelation of the Father. Now, when you understand the revelation of the Father, this is what's going to happen in your life. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. So what is he saying? He says, I'm going to reveal the Father to you. I'm going to reveal the concept of birth. I'm going to reveal to you the concept of not religion, tired of rule-keeping, you know, rule I'm going to reveal to you the system of somebody that's got so much life inside him that he manifests in love towards you, that that life gives birth to what you look at in your life, free from your effort. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying here. Now, this is the verse in the Bible uh, which we always know, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Now, this is what he says here. He says, the only way you can find true rest is by the revelation of the Father. Amen. Not the revelation of what you must do for the Father as an obedient son. No, no. The revelation of the being that wants to infuse the principle of the word that gives birth to life in you. Not the principle of you are not, you need to become. You know, if, if I want children, it is not the obligation of nothing to become a child so that I can have a child. Now that sounds confusing, but let me explain this. If I want children, it's my obligation to bring forth a child. Isn't it? I cannot be a father unless I can bring forth a child. My father, me being a father, cannot be defined by, um, you know, dust out of nothing becoming a child. I must say, listen, I'm going to have a wife, and from there we're going to have children. And the obligation is on me to have the child, not on the child to be a child. The child needs to be born from me. 
So in the very same way, when God comes and reveals Himself as Father, He comes and says, I can give birth, you know, to people like me. And I take the obligation upon me, the responsibility upon me, to bring forth people that looks like me. And that is Father. So what He says is, if you are tired to tired of trying to become a child of God, let Jesus reveal Father to you. <laughs> the concept of Father. Hallelujah. You know, when I struggle with something in my life, I love the word Father. I say, thank you, Father, that who you are gives birth to a new life. I'm not trying to change this. I am indulging myself in the concept of Father, which is Him bringing His seed, which is the Word of my innocence, to my heart, where the Word will bring forth the life of the Father in me. So whenever I see trouble, or good or bad, whatever, I say, Father. It means the one that gives birth. The one that blesses. You know? When I drive in my car and I'm alone, I just say, thank you, Father, for loving me. That word Father is not anymore just, I am a son and He's my Father. It's got a different concept. It's got the concept of His Spirit infused into me, wherein He is the origin of everything good in my life, born from this word of life that produced even belief in my heart. Then I believed Him. And as I believed in Him, I find that this word brought forth God in my life. And that is the best, highest quality of life. I want to tell you, the highest quality of life is revealed in how the Father lives. He's generous. That doesn't mean become generous. You know, we, just before the service I spoke to Billy, we, we talked about joy. You know, we can say, no, God wants us to be happy and that joy is a fruit of the Spirit, so be happy. No, no, you've missed it right there. If you say to me the, 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 that, that joy is a fruit of the Spirit, then I will say, give me the Spirit that can make me happy. I need the Spirit can make me happy. The Bible says, this is the gospel of peace, the message of great joy. So the message must make you happy. Amen. Amen. You need to hear something that is so good that you cannot but smile. Glory to God. When my kids pray for me this morning, you know, I, I just had to, you know, I just want to cry. I'm just happy. I don't have to try and fake it. It's just there. Thank you, Jesus. In the very same, it's the very same concept when it comes to Father. Now, when we look at the prodigal son, we find that the Father never loses the, the view of who you are. He never confuses you with what you do. You always remain His Son even if you fail in the presence of thousands. And I want, to, want us to watch this video quickly. Like that athlete, you know, the father never saw him 
as a 400 meter athlete. He saw him as his son. So in the very same way, you are the child of God. And He loves you and He will never lose focus. He will never lose focus, always saying that the very thing you want to do to be a good son or to be the, the one you must be, saying, listen, you don't have to do this. But look, I love the Father so much, you know, and, and that example there, saying, listen, but if you want to do this, let me help you. Let me assist you. And so many things, times we think the whole kingdom of God is just about God. No, no, His life's work, like Tony Stark there, you know, His life's work is all about the Son. That's all it's about. And you are His child. God's life's work in Jesus Christ was just one thing, and that's you. There's nothing else. He had nothing else in mind. The creation of the planet, giving you the Holy Spirit, bringing you into the Godhead, all of that. There was only one thing in mind, and that was to have a love relationship with you, wherein you can experience His quality of life. In the way in which, and, and I'm going to re read one verse here and we're going to end off. The way in which this birth basically takes place is revealed in John 8 verse 32 to 47. It's a long piece. Um, but what it basically says here, uh, I'm not going to read all of it, but what it says here is the Pharisees came to Jesus, you know, and they argued with him about his doctrine. For Jesus said to them, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Then they said, who can set us free? We've always been free. We've, we've never been in bondage. We were Jews, you know. We were the children of Abraham. Then Jesus said, said to them, you are in bondage and you need to hear the truth so that you can be born from me. Then they said, no, no, we have Abraham as our father, even God as our father. Then Jesus said, if God was your father, you would have loved me. And what he was actually saying there, and then he said to the Pharisees that the devil is your father. Because they were believing in the message of, I am what I do, which is Satan's doctrine, it is his spirit. The spirit by which Satan operates is, you are what you do. And that was infused into them. And their life was born from the principle of, I am what I do. Where God says, I will infuse you with the principle of who I am is who you are. And their life was born from the principle of works. And he says, the life you now live, you don't owe your birth to God, but you owe it to the devil. For the birth of God in our lives only takes place from hearing his doctrine and accepting his doctrine, which is the message of God's love in Jesus Christ, which is the message of God making every human being innocent by taking away their sins, giving a platform from where man is not disqualified, but accepted accepted and then revealing the love of the Father so that whosoever believes this can have a life born from the Father. So look at God's wonderful plan of action on where He wanted you. Nothing but you. We're going to watch a video again about a Father's Day video which is, I, th I think the men will really enjoy this. 
And in this video, you will see that the father wanted something so bad. He wanted something so bad. He wanted this quality life with his son. You know, and that's what he really wanted. And that is exactly what God wants with you. God wanted to give you his life. And it cannot come but from the system of being loved, believing in that love, and having that love give birth to life. Your works can never give birth to freedom. There's nothing as nice to me as if I find a wrong thought in my mind or angry with people or looking at politics, being upset, anything like that. And I just say, I don't want this. And the emotion that's in me that says, I don't want this, means it is what God works in me to will and to do. And then I say to the Father, Father, the fact that I don't want this means it's you telling me, actually asking permission, saying, can I stop this in your life for you? And then you say, yes, Father, because I understand the concept of Father, Him giving birth. Say, yes, Father, reveal to me that I can believe that you give forth birth to a life where I love all people. Where I find that just the fruit of who God is in me, which is the highest quality of life. Glory to God. Let us watch this, this last video quickly. find when I think of that, and that is the verse that says, they were, says, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Because the, the picture in this video of the father and the son is the one, I mean, the, the son there is a type of Jesus. The father is God the father, and the Mustang is us. And he always wanted the Mustang, but the son had to buy him the Mustang. And that's us. And look at the excitement. I mean, he couldn't even enjoy a day, you know, a Father's Day without thinking of that Mustang, because he always wanted us. That's what he always wanted. He wants to be with us. That's, that was his life's dream, is us. And then his son made it possible. And that's the wonderful verse in the Bible in Psalms where it says, and I was glad when they said unto me. This is the Father when Jesus announced to him, saying, everything was done, let's move in. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord, which is us. Which he purchased by his blood, so that he could come down to the house of the Lord, which is mankind. You are deeply loved by God. You know, God has got a certain kind of an obsession with man. And He loves you. And let us allow God. You know, He comes with all His love. Let us not harden our hearts. You know, in our steep traditions. But let us open our hearts for God to love us. Because that is the only channel. The channel of love by which and through which His love can be born in you. Glory to God. In the Old Testament was like that father sitting there at the restaurant, you know, with his son. You know, and let's just go and have a look at man. Thinking of the future, it will be so wonderful to have a relationship with man. But then the New Testament came where Jesus purchased mankind so that we can be the valuable possession of God. 
that He can have fun with. And that is us. Let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you so much for the gospel. The message of your love for man. The message of your grace. Lord, when I look at that video and I just see how that guy comes walking down that stairs, even limping, but with such excitement. When the guy said to him, do you know that's a 1970 Mustang? He says, I know. You've never, never forgotten our value. Lord, when I think of that father that came running to his son and in the eyes of the world, he came lost. But his father, his father's love is the hero. That's what saved the day. We know what the father did, but we don't know who won that race. Because winning the race is not what it's all about. It is being loved by you. Thank you for that, Father. That you've come to reveal your love to us. Maybe you are here today and you are saying, I, I struggle to accept the fact that I am deeply loved because I have failed miserably in my race. Maybe you feel that you look at the blessings of God like window shopping. You see it's there, but you can never purchase it. All you need to do today is say, Father, here is my life. I give you my life as the instrument wherein you can manifest your love. Every day. That's all you need to do. When Jesus was born, I, I want to speak to you. There's some people here you feel guilty. You might feel, I didn't raise my kids in the right way. I, you know, this is Father's Day, but I don't have good memories of my past. Um, I want to say to you, you only have one past. When Jesus was born, the Bible says, goodwill towards man. That word goodwill means to be of high reputation. The reputation of Christ is written behind your name. That's what the Father's done. He's given birth to innocence. He is Father God. He's the Almighty that functions from the place of Father. And all you can do right now is just say, Father, thank you for loving me. And I accept your gift to Jesus Christ. I accept the kingdom. I accept my seat in the Godhead with you. I accept my innocence. My life is yours and yours is mine. That's all you need to do. Believe his word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen.